On today's episode... The best strategy to uh, managing a PR, a crisis or anything negative that happens in the press is to be prepared. There's this very dark, murky part of social media where the internet trolls live. Mm -hmm. I try and tell people they're the great white sharks mm -hmm. of, of uh, social media, so you just need to swim away from them. ASAP, a Strategic America podcast. And this is the theme song. And we don't have much time, just need an ASAP. Okay, thanks, bye. Welcome back to another episode of ASAP. I am Kristen, and today I'm joined by my co-host, Anna. And we are joined with our Executive Director of Public Relations, Don Bozinski. Welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you. I am thrilled to be here. Oh, I'm so glad. Well, I think we can start with your celebrating an anniversary at SA. Yes. Yay. Five years. That's amazing. It's gone very very fast. I can't believe that it's only been five years. So for so. the people out there who don't know, what, what is your job like as Executive Director and how has it changed over those five years? Wow. Um, great question. So um, my job here is uh, I have a very small but mighty team of uh, public relations professionals, and everybody has a different skill set, which makes us a very well-rounded team. I mean, we have strong writers. Anna is one of them. Oh, thank you. Uh, we have a social media um, expert. Uh, we have a uh, Myself and a couple other of our account managers have uh, helped clients with crisis management, which is why I'm here today to talk about that. Uh, and uh, event management and uh, building grassroots uh, awareness uh, for uh, you know um, nonprofits and and uh, mission-based organizations. So a lot of uh, different skill sets that come together that just we rely on each other's uh, strengths to uh, provide the best. Uh, strategic communications uh, for our clients. And to answer your second question, how has things changed uh, since uh, since I've been here? When I arrived at Strategic America, uh, social media was uh, really in, you know, just driving everything. And it was social media and digital is driving change uh, within marketing. So Getting uh, getting ahead of that, staying on top of of the trends and the changes, and and it's staying um, ahead of of what it's doing, so that we can advise our clients on how to leverage social media. Uh, that has been the last five years uh, the focus of of the change that that I've seen externally uh, within the uh, industry, but also driving change uh, internally. Um, within S, uh, Strategic America also. The integration of public relations with the uh, with other marketing initiatives and marketing strategies and becoming uh, really integrated with uh, what we do for our clients has been a, a major focus for, for the team as well, and we are far more integrated uh, than we were before. Uh, so that's been a big change. So really from then to now, uh, what I have been 
advocating for and, and talking about internally and externally with our clients is it's not just public relations anymore, it's strategic communications. Uh, because that is really what we are doing uh, here at SA with, with the team. It, it isn't just uh, about uh, media relations and pitching and writing press releases and, and publicity. It really is focusing on a very strategic approach to uh, a, a company's brand message and positioning and how you communicate that externally and internally, including the uh, a company's employees and staff as being part of those uh, of that key audience to communicate to. So really making sure that a brand is effectively building relationships uh, with all their key audiences on various levels, whether it is uh, externally or internally on social media, um, everything that involved in lifting their brand and their brand platform uh, effectively is strategic communications. And that's what we're doing. Yeah. And I think it's very easy for people to think that in PR, all you're doing is cleaning up messes and kind of cleaning up these PR nightmares that um, clients and we experience all the time in society or we see all the time in society. But you just did a really good job of explaining that it's a lot more than that. Yes. Um, and so much more than that. So today we're actually going to just hone in on PR blunders, mm -hmm. though. Um, so before we do that, can you get kind of... Um, a detailed overview of the strategic steps you would take um, if you were to encounter a PR blunder yourself, kind of high level, what are the steps you need to go through, A to D or whatever, how many steps there are, um, just a little framework on cleaning up those PR blunders. Well, what we like to do is uh, work with our clients because the best strategy to uh, managing a PR, a crisis or anything negative that happens in the press is to be prepared. So uh, we always talk to our clients about, um, is there a potential for negative press? Are there some situations that can occur uh, that we can prepare for ahead of time? So if something does occur, we're ready with the right message and we're not trying to uh, plan a response and we're losing precious time. Time. Uh, we had a client that was very savvy enough to know ahead of time that that he wasn't prepared if something happened. Um, he was uh, in a, a business where there is uh, field personnel, um, and it was just the nature of his business. Uh, there was potential for. Um, um, negativity or, or negative press um, if if something happened out on a job site um, and then press would show up uh, based on uh, an accident uh, and he wanted to make sure that that would be handled effectively so he came to us and we put together a issues management plan so there's two things we talk about in in crisis management issues management is the preparation of potential crisis, and then crisis management is actually executing the plan if something occurs. So we always want to advocate for let's think ahead and let's plan um, different scenarios, uh, scenario-based uh, responses uh, if something were to occur. And then that way, if something happens, then uh, they are prepared to uh, just enact a plan that's already been thought through uh, and and approved and just ready to go at a moment's notice. Uh, another uh, reason that this is important is cybersecurity issues. No company, no matter what industry that you are in, no company is uh, 
is protected from cyber attacks. Mm -hmm. So uh, we work with companies to be able to avoid um, or prepare for, you can't avoid it, but prepare for uh, a, a response to a cyber attack and being able to keep your, inform your customers and key stakeholders and keep them abreast of what's going on and how you're responding to it. So that is the best first step is just prepare for something to occur. However, that doesn't normally happen. <laughs> um, Thankfully. So usually uh, what happens is something does occur and mm -hmm. then uh, we act um, accordingly. And really that first um, that first uh, step is to gather the facts and gather all of the facts that are related to the incident and then prepare a statement that needs to go out. And so it, it really, you need to take the time to gather the facts, but you have to act very quickly because mm -hmm. in a 24-hour news cycle, you could lose control of the story and the message very, very quickly. Well, and as we'll go into um, in some of our examples here, now with social media, how does the social media um, platform just spin out of control so easily with these mm -hmm. or how can how can you rein that back in when it does it's very difficult um, but you can if you are vigilant on keeping track of what's being said about your company about your brand uh, on social media and if you see something addressing it very quickly and not letting it there is a very fine line between uh, just ignoring something and just letting it just disappear and then not acting quickly enough to the point where it goes viral. Mm -hmm. I think the uh, Des Moines Register Carson King um, mm -hmm. situation is a primary example of that. Mm -hmm. uh, that went viral on social media before the story even was published mm -hmm. uh, online, and they lost control of it very, very quickly. Mm -hmm. So being very vigilant about what is being said about your, your brand and your company um, online is critical to uh, keeping your integrity and your brand integrity intact. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, I think we'll, we can probably take a quick break, but before we do that, I wanna say I said, Thankfully, earlier, what I meant was, thankfully, crises, crises don't happen that often. Not thankfully. People are not prepared. Just, <laughs> just in case people were listening to that, like, wow, Anna is a horrible person. Can be a case of both, though. Well, yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, we, we are going to talk about Carson King a little bit more mm -hmm. in depth, um, which is a really, I mean, if you're in Iowa, you already know this story, but... Well, it went national, too. Oh, that's that's a good point. Yeah. So we'll talk about that mm -hmm. and then a couple more PR blunders. And we're going to get Don's take on how that maybe could have gone better. <laughs> Love what you've heard so far on ASAP? Follow us on social media by searching Strategic America. You can also sign up for our newsletter and check out new blogs at strategicamerica.com. Now back to the show. All right. Well, we are back and we are ready to get into uh, some, I don't want to call them blunders, mistakes, perhaps, missteps. Well, some things just happen and 
whether they're blunders uh, or you know things happen. So when when we talk crisis communications, there are three uh, categories that um, things occur in. There is immediate, and that is natural disasters, fires, um, a fatality. You know those kind of things. Um, that oil happen, spills. oil spills, um, those are called the immediate. Uh, then there are the um, emerging, and those are the situations where, you know, if you are prepared or you're vigilant, you could, you know, get in there, take care of it, mitigate the the risk, and um, make it go away before it gets external or it gets too far gone where all of a sudden, you know, there is uh, damage to the the brand uh, reputation. And then there are um, sustaining, where there is systematic uh, issues uh, within a company that are just continually causing um, causing issues and causing uh, a, a negative or a, a, a bad image to, to the company. Um, so the uh, the immediate um, category, they happen, things happen. You just have to be prepared. So when we do the issues management, as um, I had said, the uh, the client that we had before, who was uh, um, very f- uh, forthcoming and saying nothing bad has happened yet, but I know that I mm-hmm. need to be prepared if that happens. the The entire plan was based on those immediate pop scenarios that mm-hmm. might happen. Um, so with the um, with a couple of these um, that uh, we have to talk about the examples. Uh, the first one, the um, which is. Uh, happening right now. It is uh, WeWork, and WeWork is a uh, it's a workspace company where they uh, they have shared workspaces, uh, I think, across the, clo- the globe. Um, at one point, uh, they were valued at $47 billion. Um, they were set to um, um, do an uh, IPO, initial public offering. They were going to go public, uh, and uh, that didn't happen. And uh, that is something that I would uh, categorize as uh, possibly an emerging or a sustaining issue. Things, uh, the whole IPO fell apart, and it was based on uh, some in early indications show that there were problems with uh, their finances. Um, there were problems with uh, the um, the I would say eccentric behavior of the CEO. Uh, the CEO stepped down just last uh, the end of uh, September. Uh, they ended up having to the they filed for their they did the first step for the IPO on August 14th. That's where scrutiny um, began to emerge uh, regarding their finances, and uh, people began to doubt uh, their profitability. Uh, Then there were some rumors uh, that uh, surfaced about the CEO. The CEO stepped down, and uh, they took the IPO completely off the table. Uh, So... A company that was once valued or supposedly valued at forty-seven billion is now at six billion. Oh wow! Yikes! So, what are the lessons here? Um, the lessons is that uh, the CEO's credibility um, is. Ex- absolutely critical Mm -hmm. to a company. So CEOs, leadership, uh, you know, they are the face of the company. Their credibility is critical. Mm -hmm. Um, 
the board of directors looks like that they took action pretty quickly, but was it um, enough to save this company? I guess we're just going to have to watch and find out. Mm-hmm. Um, were there signs of trouble before the initial IPO filing? Probably. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. Um, so that is the an example of a sustaining um, or an emerging, possibly sustaining type of, of a crisis uh, mm-hmm. situation. Yeah. Well, let's talk about, I know we kind of briefly touched on the Carson King one, but obviously one that's so relevant to Iowans right mm-hmm. now. Um, there's a lot of players in it. Um, quick overview, Carson King, a native Iowan, went to Ames for game day on ESPN. Um, he had a sign asking for donations to his Venmo account um, to replenish his Bush beer supply. Um, people started donating left and it right. It was meant to be a joke. Yeah, yeah. meant to be a joke. Very Bush, clever, though. Bush yep. caught on. Um, um, after he had indicated that, I guess what was the what was the amount he was at? I've no. I think he was I very mean, quickly. It got to into the thousands. Yeah. So then he decided after that point, you know, I can do a lot bigger things with these funds. So I'm going to donate to the U of I Stead Family Children's Hospital, which is incredible. Mm-hmm. Started going viral. So then people all over the U.S. started contributing. Um, Bush decided to match whatever he raised. Venmo jumped on the train and, and matched mm-hmm. whatever he raised. Um, after all of this happened and things started taking off, um, the Des Moines Register to start, decided to do a profile on him. In this profile, they did um, some digging in Carson King's Twitter profile and just Mm -hmm. to learn more about him came across some racist tweets that he had um, tweeted quoting another comedian. Um, but when they, he was a teenager. When he yeah. was a teenager in high school. He's obviously significantly grown since then as a person. Um, but basically things all fell apart from there. The Des Moines Register posted this story um, and yeah. from a social standpoint, everything just completely spun out of control. I think one of the interesting things is... Um, Carson, he held a press release, or not a press release, excuse me, a press conference before the story was even published, which I I think was a good move for him, and we'll get Mm -hmm. into it, but it it, uh, definitely helped the whole thing spiral, which I know is not his intention, but, you know. I will tell you, and I recognized this very early on, and then Mm -hmm. it was validated, and it was confirmed um, uh, later on. After he held the press conference and just looking at the timeline, mm-hmm. I knew he had a PR oh, person yeah. helping oh, him. Mm-hmm. So he retained, he did the smart thing. And when this started going national, he retained a PR uh, professional uh, advice, a, a, uh-huh. a consultant very quickly mm-hmm. on. Uh, and Which is smart on his part. It is. So this is a lesson. Mm-hmm. He realized something that was potentially damaging might occur. He took control of his own story. Mm-hmm. And that is something that we always try and get our clients to, to do. They mm-hmm. have to take control of their own story. Now, um, is he responsible for the actions of the Des Moines Register? Absolutely not. What right. he did was take control of the narrative. Mm-hmm. So he would have he did what I would have advised him to do. I happen to know the person that he had retained. Oh, that's awesome. Um, and I thought to myself, Carson, you did the best thing by retaining this person because um, he came out of it, um, you know, you know, with his with his image and reputation 
um, you know, intact because he is he's a good person. Mm-hmm. Look what he did right. for uh, for uh, Stedman Hospital, mm-hmm. um, Children's Hospital. I do want to um, make a note of something that I feel is very important. Mm-hmm. So Stedman's Family Hospital is at the University of Iowa. Mm-hmm. Carson King is an Iowa State University alum. Yes. Mm-hmm. This is part of the big story, too. I think that's very important to note. Yeah. You know, this the just rivalry the between rivalry between Iowa for, and Iowa State. It yeah. wasn't about the rivalry. It was about, you know, what how can I make an impact? How mm-hmm. can I um, use this, uh, what was supposed to be a joke, to, to really do good and, and do something good for my state? And so he that's why he chose the Children's Hospital. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, and I think what we learned was really no one involved was trying to cause any harm here. Mm-hmm. It was him trying to do a good deed. It was the register trying to... Um, post news and, you know, do their do their job of reporting what's necessary. Um, And in return, the register just totally plummeted on followers, on subscribers, Mm -hmm. things, because people thought that they were after this good old American boy from Iowa just trying to raise money for a family doesn't discredit the fact that, you know, he had racist comments. However, I think, you know, we've all done things when we were in high school that are yes. we, we learn and grow from. We should never be judged as adults for the mistakes that we make as mm-hmm. as teenagers because yeah. you realize we we don't fully become our true self until we are adults mm-hmm. and in our mid twenties, I think there's, um, I think there's medical research that says that our brains don't fully develop until we are in our mid twenties. Mm-hmm. Uh oh, <laughs> still working on it. What I guess um, would would your take be from kind of the registers perspective? Because we you mentioned Carson got. Um, PR advice himself, Mm -hmm. which was a smart move because he knew this was going viral. Um, What is your take kind of on how the Des Moines Register handled things? Um, Editorially, they made the wrong decision. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They tried to... um, They they tried to, in in the... um, under the uh, umbrella of we're trying to report the news, mm-hmm. what they did was uh, provide um, provide sensationalism to um, to a story that uh, it it was this is a good story. Mm-hmm. Um, they tried to sensationalize something that um, really just blew up in their face. Mm-hmm. Um, they made the wrong I, they made the wrong decision. I can see that, but I also, I mean, I want your thoughts on this. I think maybe that they are so used to those things being reported that they thought, well, if I can find this tweet, then somebody else is going to find this tweet. Mm -hmm. And if I don't report it, then they're going to think that, you know, I think mm-hmm. maybe we they the could have thought more on it and still I didn't think it would need be to different. publish it. Yes, I think it would be different if those tweets had happened a couple years. Yeah, that's a good ago. point. But uh, you need to assess the situation. You, you really need to identify um, what what the intention 
would have been back then. And, mm-hmm. and it's one thing about social media, you mm-hmm. know, and that's this is another lesson. What you put out on your social media platforms is there forever and right. somebody is going to find it mm-hmm. and it's out of context. It's always out of context and it doesn't it doesn't portray who you are as a person Mm -hmm. because there's so much that uh, we lose when we don't have uh, that uh, that personal connection Mm -hmm. where we can talk back and forth to each other and really identify Mm -hmm. uh, the intent and the person and and the tone Uh, non-communication so most forms of communication that really make the biggest difference is is the nonverbal, mm-hmm. uh, and you lose that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know you lose tone, you lose intention and and purpose and and uh, that nonverbal to really identify what what that person is really what their intention, what their meaning is behind mm-hmm. what they're trying to say. Uh, so that is the the risk of social media. Mm-hmm. And I I want to get to the other ones, but this one's so prominent still. Um, even this week, the reporter who had published um, the story about Carson King and um, kind of brought these tweets into mm-hmm. light after Carson's um, press conference came out, he's basically had to go into hiding. He's he was fired from the register, and that's um, terrible. And that he, is, he was you know talking about the death threats him and his family were getting. That's and terrible. How is that? I mean, I think social media is very much to blame for mm-hmm. um, that culture mm-hmm. of today. But I mean, the fact that people can just log on and be keyboard warriors and threaten someone's life or their family's life for doing their job is such a sad thing about our society today. I just recently went to the Greenlee Summit, which was all about um, civility this year, which was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and they do a survey and they were ranking like where people are the most civil, where they are the least civil, and people are the most civil when they're at work. And one of the ones where they are the least civil is mm-hmm. social media. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just, you know, it's kind of what Don said. They're yep. not right in front of you. Like, it's just, you and think you're screaming into people, a void. Yeah, I don't think people really understand the value of just typing a death threat or (laughs) typing like even something not even a death threat but just a mean comment or something that's just uncalled for people are losing the ability to take a step back and like take a breather before Mm -hmm. they're even posting something they're hiding behind social media Mm -hmm. they feel that they um, are allowed to uh, be very cruel because nobody's going to know who they are right Uh, so that is something that uh, when we talk brand and image reputation when it's on social media there's no one person or entity who has complete control of their image on social media even if you delete something there's still somebody who could have screenshotted Mm -hmm. it or Mm -hmm. has the capability of bringing it up somehow so so there is um, there's this very dark, murky part of social media where the Internet trolls live. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, <laughs> you would think that a person should be um, should be protected from Internet trolls, that people would just not uh attack certain individuals. And unfortunately, um, that register reporter, um, he he made a mistake. He's he's young. He made, you know, we make mistakes as young professionals, and that's how we learn and grow. He made a mistake. Um, 
But the ramifications of those mistakes were pretty substantial for him. And I do I do feel bad for him. Um, and now he's the target of Internet trolls. Uh, mm-hmm. I try and tell people they're the great white sharks mm-hmm. of of uh social media. So you just need to swim away from them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, when we talk brand reputation, so you, you just, you know, that's why you have to just monitor what's being um, put out on your social media. Mm-hmm. Um, so don't worry about the internet trolls. You can't control them. You just need to try and avoid them. Um, it's those individuals that you would identify as being a member of uh, a key audience of yours, the ones mm-hmm. that you really have to pay attention to. Yeah. And do you think any part of that um, stems from, in being a reporter in today's society, how much of their job do you think um, is influenced by what their editor is telling them to do? Or, you know, mm-hmm. he's a young reporter, as you mentioned, and he was just doing what he was asked to do exactly. at that point. So it's it's a hard, this story is so complicated because mm-hmm. there's so, he you found can see them. both sides of so many of it. Yes. He found them. He felt like he needed to inform his editor about it. Mm-hmm. Um, what he should have identified right away is, you know, that he was a teenager, Carson was a and teenager. They weren't relevant to this. They story. weren't relevant, but he obviously forgot that he had done very mm-hmm. you know, the same things, things right? You know, exactly. so yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and did he remember that he tweeted very right. s- same type of of um, nonsense. comments and yeah. nonsense? He probably forgot. He right. probably didn't remember, um, but. You know, the if there there's a fault to go all right. around, all on around this, on it. Yeah, you know, and it um, and Des Moines Register is not um, any different. There was uh, back in in two thousand and fifteen, if I have my timeline correct, uh, when the uh, you know with United. And the situation mm-hmm. where they had to um, forcibly eject a uh, a physician from a plane, or he he was a ticketed passenger. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was there. He 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 wasn't doing anything wrong. It's just they decided that he was the one that was going to be bumped because they overbooked the plane, uh, and uh, they chose him. And um, uh, we all know we won't get too much into that. Um, the CEO was too quickly to issue a statement, didn't have all the facts. Mm-hmm. And so uh, the um, the response fell flat uh, for everybody. And that just caused so much um, bad press for United. Yeah. But in addition to that, uh, there were some subsequent um, news reports about the victim, about the mm-hmm. physician, uh, relating to uh, a situation that happened 10 years prior that yeah. uh, caused him to lose his license for, uh, his his medical license mm-hmm. for uh, a few years. And his medical um, license had been reinstated at that time. It had absolutely nothing to do with what happened to him. And uh, the fault that um, you know that United has to take um, responsibility for on what happened to him, but it got reported, mm-hmm. and it just you know what what is the point? Was it necessary to report um, that his background on that? It, it it didn't have anything to do with 
what happened, the story with United. Mm-hmm. It was not germane to um, anything that occurred or it, it wasn't connected at all to his be- his actions in, in the situation. So why even report on it? And again, it's just we live in a world where, um, you know, sensationalism is is really um, being it's more prominent um, in our in our news right now. Mm-hmm. And it's unfortunate. I agree. Um, speaking of news, we uh, the last one we want to talk about is McDonald's CEO and their kind of um, I don't ongoing issue mm-hmm. with. Um, so from what I know about it is they just the CEO was let go because he had a consensual relationship with a I mean, I was going to say a lower employee, but I guess everyone is lower than the CEO. Mm-hmm. Um but then I didn't know that they just also had a couple months ago problems with their sexual harassment policy. So can you give us an overview of this and what you think we can learn from it? Uh, back to the uh, credibility of a company CEO. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really is, and you know, this is probably, goes back to the categories, mm-hmm. it was probably a sustaining problem, systemic, mm-hmm. uh, that uh, really should have been handled um, appropriately before you know anything was reported externally uh, about it. But um, it's we are going to see more and more of this. Um, so workplace behavior is mm-hmm. is really um, problematic uh, for for some companies, and and really um, a lot of uh, companies need to be very vigilant about their sexual harassment policies, their workplace safety policies, and making sure that um, they are um, adhered to, understood, and adhered to, um, and that includes everybody from, you know, those who are, you know, new and, and young all the way up to the CEO. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, those systemic problems cause the most damage to a company's uh, reputation than those immediate situations that Mm -hmm. that just happen and just occur and you can't control them you just have to work through them Mm -hmm. yeah that's true um well we have come to nearly the end um we are gonna play i like to do games on this podcast a lot so um we are gonna play a short game that i just made up called uh we sincerely hope you forgot um so we're gonna go over a couple of pr blunders and then you're gonna tell us the company name um and they're from the past couple of years so they're not okay. too far and i will say you already mentioned I I one fail this. um the first Quiz. one was the, a beer company came up with a slogan that went on their cans that said, the perfect beer to remove the word no from your vocabulary. Hashtag up for whatever. Do you know what beer that was? They got a lot of flack for this one. And I will also say that was not written by a woman. It just was <laughs> not. Shocker. Yeah. Um, was it Coors Light? Coors? Mm. It was Bud. It was Bud? Bud Light. It was bad. People did not like that. It made me wonder how many rounds of like, how how how. I was just in 2015. I'm not a beer drinker. Oh, okay, so that's if it fair. had been a vineyard, a wine vineyard, I probably would have guessed. <laughs> I believe right. that. But that was just in 2015. I mean, it feels so long ago. Yeah. It feels so long ago. Mm-hmm. But even just 
with the Me Too culture now and everything, and like you mentioned, the sexual harassment and mm-hmm. workplace culture and things, it's like, that's so naive to think that that would be a good campaign to run with. But this is... It got attention. Is, it got so attention, but want. this is... You know, a lot of times I think when I read these and I, I see the the fallout of it, I have to tell myself, who was in the room? Yeah. Not and a knew PR this person. Was, and knew this was not a good idea and right. failed to raise their hand. Mm-hmm. Right. That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Uh, exploding phones caused a dangerous controversy in 2016. What company was this? Where the phones were literally starting on fire and exploding. Oh, yeah. That was Samsung. Yes. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's why I have an iPhone. That's smart. (laughs) Um, And this is probably going to sound familiar, but in 2017, this airline literally dragged a passenger off their flight. And a year later, a dog died in their flight because an attendance made the owner put the animal in an overhead bin. You know, that's United. And um, yes, I... Here's the thing. I am a frequent flyer with United and... um, as bad as those situations are, mm-hmm. I have never experienced anything mm-hmm. but professionalism on all of my flights through United. I think I, it truly okay. is the the growth in social media. Mm-hmm. Whatever mm-hmm. company it is now, anybody can live record something yes. or immediately post a review or a comment mm-hmm. on something. Social media truly has just changed everything about yes. VR. Mm-hmm. That's it has. true. And I think kind of Don is hinting at this. Even, you know, companies have crises. It happens. At the end of the day, it's important to remember that's not the everyday. Like, Mm -hmm. the grand majority of experiences Mm -hmm. people have with brands are positive. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're just here to make sure it continues to be positive. And if this is the final lesson that Mm -hmm. we end this podcast on, stay vigilant and monitor your brand's reputation, your company's reputation, your company's name on social media Mm -hmm. daily. Mm-hmm. Because you can avoid a lot of things if you just stay on top of what's being said and act accordingly when something happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great lesson to end on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks so much for your time today and Thank your you. expertise on these PR crises and blunders. And <laughs> um, hopefully we we don't have to deal with any anytime soon. <laughs> yeah. No, that's never a thing. That's never a thing. <laughs> yeah, knock on wood. But we are ready. Yes, yes. we are ready when you need us. Yes. <laughs> Thanks, guys. ASAP, a Strategic America podcast, is produced inside the walls of Strategic America, a marketing agency located in West Des Moines, Iowa. Visit strategicamerica.com ASAP for more.